0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners.
1: In today's podcast, we bring you an experience-sharing article entitled, Only by Letting Go of One's Ego. Can one truly elevate by a Fallen Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on March 27, 2023. I am a Fallen Dafa practitioner who was born in the 80s in China. However, I did not begin to cultivate Fallen Dafa until the end of 2019. I felt grateful for the cultivation opportunity so that I could catch up with the Fa rectification process, I would like to share with fellow practitioners how I improved my Xinjiang and what I gained from serious cultivation. Part 1. Letting Go of My Past, Returning to Cultivation Some of my relatives practiced Falun Dafa when I was a youngster. My mother obtained the Fa in 1998. At that time, I read Tuan Falun a few times and watched the video recordings of Master Li's lectures in Guangzhou City. I really wanted to cultivate, but was hindered by the illusions of ordinary human society, all kinds of notions, and thought karma. I didn't really understand what cultivation was all about. I felt confused. I didn't understand Dafa rationally nor could I see any higher-level principles. So, I did not become a practitioner. I now understand that Master has watched over me and given me hints over the years. Because of my poor enlightenment quality, I made so many mistakes and ended up wasting so much time. I always felt that I couldn't catch up even if I tried very hard. I later told myself that I should let go of everything and treasure every day that I could still cultivate. When I was doing the following standing stance exercise, all kinds of thoughts came up. One time, I ran into a conflict that required me to improve my shinching, but I didn't know what to do or how to go about it. When I was holding the wheel, all kinds of selfish thoughts came up. I asked Master deep down in my heart, Master, what should I do? What should I do? In my head, I heard Master say, Let go. These two words were just like a heavy hammer hitting my heart. Instantly, everything in my mind disappeared. I knew Master was right by my side. Part 2 Attachments Exposed After Looking Inward During the two and a half years after I returned to Dafa cultivation, I practiced Dafa with my mother. I experienced a lot, such as changing my notions and eliminating my attachments. By studying the Fa, I gradually came to understand what solid cultivation meant. This made me more rational and mature. When I first shared with my mother, given my show-off mentality, I bragged. As soon as I enlightened to a few fa principles, I was eager to share with her. When I saw her attachments flare up, I got to dislike her and pointed it out whenever I felt that she was wrong. Although I also had quite a few attachments, I always behaved as if I cultivated well and did everything right. I also thought that everything I did was benefiting my mother, and I tried to help her cultivate, but I ignored the attachments that I should eliminate. I didn't follow what Master said in the FA, to look inward. I always looked outward to find her shortcomings. At that time, I didn't know how to cultivate, couldn't eliminate the bad thoughts popping up in my mind, and went along with them. When my mother said something, I always felt a voice inside of me waiting to contradict her. I am an only child. I grew up being brainwashed and indoctrinated by the evil Chinese Communist Party. My parents lived through the Cultural Revolution and were not exposed to traditional Chinese culture. When I was a child, my mother was strong-minded and also had a bad temper. She had the final say in the family, and everything had to be exactly as she desired. I was scared of her, and I was concerned that I'd have a temper tantrum to get my way. I had to obey her in everything. My mother looked down on my father, so my father, in turn, nagged, scolded, and belittled me. He never gave me any approval. Part 3 cultivating myself by looking inward and letting go of my attachments. Given what I experienced as a child, I had very low self-esteem after I grew up. I had a lot of negative thoughts, and it was easy for me to give up on myself. In my social interactions, I was eager to be recognized and always liked to show off in order to validate myself. I didn't put my heart into anything I did, and didn't like to think logically, and didn't have my own ideas. I just followed others in whatever they did. I was afraid of hardship and obstacles. I was also afraid of being criticized and looked down on. I always wanted to show that I was competent. Even though I might plan something very carefully, I often couldn't follow through to make it happen. When my own ego and notions were hit upon, I always wanted to fight back and wanted others to conform to how I perceived things. Due to regular FA study, I began to look inward. I came to realize the areas where I didn't comply with the FA. Then I became alert and tried to catch the bad thoughts in my mind. I asked myself, why would I have such thoughts? Where did they come from? Every time I kept digging further, I found that they were due to my jealousy and resentment. Even though, on the surface, I was at peace with my mother, deep down, I always felt that she was the cause of the many mistakes I made after I grew up. When I was little, she didn't let me do anything and didn't teach me proper behavior, which made me develop many incorrect notions. I blamed her for everything and assumed that everything was her fault. I then realized that everything I saw in my mother was for me to see and help me cultivate myself. For instance, when I saw my mother telling my father to do this and that, I thought that she did that because she relied on him. Then I asked myself, why did I get to see all that? When I looked inward, I saw my attachment to relying on others was even stronger. I always called my mother when I needed help. After I realized that, I paid attention to that aspect of myself. Every time I was about to call her, I stopped myself and asked myself, Is that reliance or laziness? Am I a practitioner? I have to think of others' needs first and I must do things on my own. My mother often said, Quick, quick, quick. I took that as her being anxious. When I looked inward, I was caught off guard. I too was attached to wanting to do things quickly and didn't care about the quality of what was done. I was often discouraged when there was little progress. Then I thought, Was I really like what my father said, that I couldn't do anything well? This also triggered my resentment toward my father. After the traditional virtues of loyalty, filial piety, honesty, and shame were done away with by the CCP culture, I hated and blamed my parents for anything that went wrong in the past. I knew I should let go of what happened in the past and eliminate incorrect thoughts. When I ran into things, I couldn't follow the human path any longer and fall into the old forces traps. No matter what kind of predestined relationship existed between my mother and me in the past, we had become fellow practitioners. I truly appreciated her for continuing to wake me up. Master arranged for us to cultivate in the same environment so as to help each other and elevate with one another. I must treasure this environment. Part 4. Helping and Improving Together During my interactions with my mother, I realized that she cultivated on and off. Often, she appeared to be inattentive when she studied the teachings, couldn't hold her palm up to send forth righteous thoughts, and fell asleep during the sitting meditation. I really wanted to help her make a breakthrough. However, later on, it also happened to me that my main consciousness wasn't strong enough. I realized that every time I located an attachment and tried to subdue and dispel it, my mom's cultivation state would improve. This made me alert to the fact that I should look inward to see where I fell short so as not to be taken advantage of by the evil. I examined myself carefully. Those times when I helped my mother pass her tribulations, I always believed that what I did was right, rather than being attached to the incorrect notions I had formed over time. I was used to a life of leisure and always gave myself excuses to relax. I was afraid of trouble and told myself it was going with the flow. I didn't take the initiative to think through things with a clear mind, which was because my main consciousness wasn't strong enough. I was afraid of being criticized or being looked down upon. Even so, I took that as proof that I could think of others first and be kind to them. In fact, it was a persistent expression of seeking harmony and fear of encountering conflicts. I realized that I didn't treat cultivation seriously, nor was I steadfast in my cultivation. Nothing is minor when it comes to cultivation. One needs to think about everything seriously and with a cool head in order to behave in line with the requirements of the Fa. For the most part, however, I took a deviant path. I got stuck in the right or wrong on the surface of a matter. When I found the issues, I didn't pay attention to getting rid of my attachment at all times. I only showed great determination in the first instance, but afterwards, I didn't take it to heart. In terms of copying and reciting the fa that I planned to do, I couldn't follow through with it because I was always interfered with and interrupted by my attachments. I couldn't remain righteous for a long time, which caused my main consciousness to be weak. I came to realize that all kinds of notions that were formed among ordinary people during different periods of time are a great wall blocking the way in our cultivation. The difficulty between my mother and me also, made me realize the seriousness of our cultivation. We agreed that we had to seize the time and cultivate diligently, study the Fa more and well, maintain righteous thoughts and pay attention to small matters, use the Fa as guidance in everything we did, negate the old forces arrangements completely in our actions, as opposed to following human notions remind ourselves that we are practitioners and keep a clear main consciousness when thinking about things. When attachments manifest in our thoughts, words, and actions, we should keep reviewing them and, when necessary, dispel them. When we are on the fa at all times, those attachments will have no chance of surviving and will rather be eliminated layer by layer. Part 5 Letting Go of Fundamental Attachments When I was young, I was attached to the so called good life. I held no hope in reality, and I liked the idea of cultivation. However, only when I finally let go of this fundamental attachment did I begin true Dafa cultivation. I used to blame my parents for my lack of education, for the bad experiences I had. And for the mistakes I made, so I developed resentment. When I let go of these bad things, I became much more relaxed. When I could identify my shortcomings, I could truly understand and tolerate others, so my moral standard and spirit elevated. When I first began to cultivate, I had to endure a great deal to do the sitting meditation. Quivering in pain, I thought to myself, I am in such great pain. How is it possible to be happy while enduring this? Not until I finally let go of the postnatal notion that hardship is a bad thing, did I come to feel how wonderful it is to do this sitting meditation. Now, although I still feel pain, I smile. This kind of pain is the happiness of being able to endure, to cultivate, which can't be traded for anything in the human world. Only by truly letting go can one truly obtain. I wanted to say to Master, I still have many attachments and notions. I truly want to let go of all of them, follow Master home, and be Master's true disciple.
0: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, Entering the New Universe by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Ming Wei website on January 13, 2024. I am a Falun Dafa practitioner in my 40s. This is my first time writing down what I have seen with my celestial eye. What I can see is restricted by my level and understanding, so please kindly point out anything that is not in line with the Fa. There are many radiant celestial bodies in the universe, and Dapha disciples are kings of these worlds. Every Dapha disciple corresponds to a celestial body and is responsible for the sentient beings living there. I saw that as the king of his or her own world. A cultivator's joys, sorrows, and difficulties encountered on earth are reflected in his corresponding celestial body. That is, his cultivation state directly affects the living conditions of all sentient beings in his own world. Part one, the influence of a cultivator's feelings and behaviors. I saw that in a corresponding world, a cultivator's daily activities are cast in the sky as if through a 45 degree video camera. When I was in a relationship in my younger years, my emotions fluctuated and were often up and down. When I was sad and crying alone, Many of the sentient beings in my world, upon seeing the images of me crying, beat their chests and stomped their feet, as if my feelings of pain had been multiplied a hundred or more times and then projected into their hearts. Some sentient beings even fainted from crying. When a cultivator does not do well, for instance, engaging in deception or telling lies, some negative elements may appear in his celestial world. Some beings may start spreading rumors, fabricating alarming statements, causing everyone to feel threatened and losing trust in one another. When a cultivator is obsessed with money, a group of greedy businessmen would appear among the sentient beings in his world. Others also begin to pursue financial gains and profits. In the meantime, if a cultivator takes the initiative to look within for his own shortcomings, a trend of looking inward would also appear in his world. Everyone becomes more considerate of others and begins to watch their own words and actions. When a cultivator could correct himself at all times and everywhere, his world appears to be clear and graceful with blooming lotus flowers. Consequently, all sentient beings are peaceful and respectful. When a cultivator studies Dapha teachings, the sound of reading in his mind is simultaneously transmitted to his own world. Sentient beings in his celestial world would sit in meditation and earnestly listen while the sound of the practitioner reading resonates throughout the entire world with lingering echoes. Part two, the dire consequences of not being diligent. I saw when a cultivator has cultivated relatively well with his world rectified, another celestial body, either light or dark, would approach his celestial body and eventually merge with it. Together, sentient beings from both worlds live together in his world. Later on, I came to understand that these additional celestial bodies were from practitioners who had given up on Dafa or were no longer diligent. Their worlds would eventually be eliminated unless they are absorbed and taken over. The scene of beings being eliminated is extremely heartbreaking. It is like all the lights are turned off in that world, and the sky is permanently devoid of light. Same as the scene of Doomsday Purgatory, Beings in that world are instantly swallowed up by darkness and cold. Death is rampant and the world gradually falls apart until its final disintegration in the universe. As for the world fortunate enough to be assimilated and taken over, the beings there express their gratitude by kneeling to the king of the new world for giving them a chance of rebirth. It is just like what Master said in teachings at the 2005 conference in San Francisco, quote, These things are happening because whether people stay or go is related to whether beings at higher realms can stay, and those are enormous groups of beings. Moreover, it has a connection with almost all celestial beings, directly or indirectly, When beings from the additional worlds are absorbed through merging, they inevitably carry many characteristics and tendencies from their original realms. Often, these traits tend to be negative or not sufficiently righteous. When reflected upon cultivators who were originally cultivating well, these cultivators may suddenly generate many bad thoughts, including doubts about Master and Dafa, as well as feelings of laziness or other negative, filthy, or even bizarre things. When having these negative thoughts, cultivators must immediately eliminate these bad factors and replace them with righteous thoughts and enlightenment. The new beings from the corrupted worlds would be rectified, as if they were bathed in a profound and compassionate rain of Buddha's grace, becoming transparent and pure throughout. Master said in Far teaching at the 2016 New York Fa conference, quote, Some people are not too diligent, cultivating but not really cultivating. But have you thought about it? You once signed a contract with me when you came to this world, vowing to save those sentient beings. You could then become a Dafa disciple, and you could then do this thing but you did not fulfill it. You did not completely fulfill your vow, and you cannot even save those beings allotted to you, those you undertook to save, behind whom are countless sentient beings and gigantic groups of beings. What is that? Is that simply just a matter of not cultivating diligently? That is an extremely serious crime, an unparalleled crime. You say that you will just call out to Master when the time comes and say, Master, I did not cultivate well. Is that the end of this? Who can let you pass? Will those old forces let you pass? How serious a matter this is. Unquote. Master said in teachings at the 2005 conference in San Francisco, Quote, As cultivators move towards consummation, and especially after reaching consummation, the things that cultivators will be shown are so glorious, magnificent, and wonderful that they are simply indescribable. Even gods who are able to make it through the fire rectification will marvel with unparalleled awe after seeing all of it. The new cosmos is incomparably glorious, magnificent and sacred. Unquote. May we strive together for improvement, continuously rectify ourselves, assist master in fire rectification, and lead all sentient beings to integrate into the new universe.